when your team goes out and wins four straight against the Pittsburgh Pirates and sweeps them in a four-game series and then goes out and loses two games in a row because your bullpen sucks, it sucks to be you and it sucks to be me as well. Welcome to 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball, the podcast show that covers all 52 weeks of the MLB year. I am your host, Ian Young. Yes, okay, Reds bullpen sucks, still sucks. We're getting to the end of the year, we need more wins, and our bullpen still sucks because we refuse to call up two guys from the minors, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. Anyway, big shout-out to my good friend Anderson Davis for the amazing intro, and a big shout-out to his good friend Josh Pearson for the amazing logo, too. And let's get into this episode, starting off with Chris Davis. Not K, Chris Davis. No, I'm talking about C, Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles, not of the Oakland Athletics Rangers. Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles, the guy who went like 35 at bats without getting a hit that one time, that one time of the season. Yeah, that was bad. Decides to retire. After 13 long seasons, very uh, you know, tip of a cat's cap to him because in my time when I was a young guy, Chris Davis was the power-hitting monster. You did not want to face Chris Davis at all. And he retires after 13 seasons because he could not find his stroke anymore. And he was in double A, in fact. I mean, from the majors to double A, that's like not good. And so he, it was like... He's probably never going to come back up, and he finally retires. Good job to Chris Davis, though. 13 long seasons. He did very well. Other news as well. Cubs release longtime pitcher Jake Arrieta. Uh, They say, you know, bye-bye, Jake. Uh, We don't – bye-bye, Jake. We don't really need you anymore. You're not doing that well. And the reunion splits between them. We don't know where Jake Arrieta is going to go yet. If he's going to sign with anybody, I don't want him to sign with the Reds unless he can pitch out of the bullpen and do well in it. And so Arrieta is gone, the reunion with the Cubs, but he served his purpose on the Cubs. And, you know, you just got to say goodbye to it. And also, yesterday, if you missed it, the Field of Dreams game happened yesterday. And man, oh, man. It was a dream. It was very, very good. The field looked very nice. I thought they were going to use the one that was on the set, but uh, that that was on the set for the movie. But I'm like, they won't have enough stands. So it looked very good. I didn't think they were going to have a wall. I thought it was just going to be the corn, and they did have a wall instead. Anyway, still looked very good. And Jose Abreu credit him to hitting the first home run in Iowa in Major League Baseball, and credit Tim Anderson for hitting the first walk-off home run in Iowa. It was amazing, and it couldn't end it any better because of a walk-off home run in the Field of Dreams. Had, it was a very good game. Might be one of the best this year up to date. I mean, it couldn't, it couldn't end any better 
And Tim Anderson hit a two-run home run for the walk-off, and the White Sox won eight to seven or nine to eight. Couldn't script it any better. It's like the movie people were there scripting it, and it all came true because I mean, yeah, Tim Anderson walked it off, and just the way it happened, it was amazing. So let's talk about the Reds bullpen. Don't depend on it at all. We go out and we get no-name relievers who can't throw anywhere. Guys like Amir Garrett, Lucas Sims, Heath Henry, all those guys, they come in and they can't throw strikes. Why? That's one of my biggest pet peeves is bullpen people who come in and can't throw strikes. Why? Just why? Get better bullpen people. I'll talk to you. Two people are down in AAA Louisville for the Reds. I mean, you still got Brad Brock up there. I can't I can't even begin to tell you about Brad Brock. I mean, really. Anyway, two people are down in AAA Louisville for the Reds. Their names, Dari Moretta and Nick Howard. Remember those names, Dari Moretta and Nick Howard. Stats for Dari Moretta. 4-0. And in over 30 innings pitched, an 0.99 ERA. He has an ERA below one, and he's still in AAA. Well, guys like Brad Brock and Heath Henry are up in the majors who have an ERA above five. Nick Howard, same way. One not, he, record of 1-0 and oh, with a 1.93 ERA over 35 innings pitched. And eight saves. Nick Howard's a good closer. He was a very good closer in Chattanooga, and he looks to be a pretty better closer in Louisville. But the Reds won't call him up. He's a both of those guys would be big assets to the bullpen. And if Reds and if the Reds are listening out there, which I, anybody for the Reds, if you're listening out there, call up Nick Howard, call up Dari Moretta. It will make a huge difference because they're making a huge difference in the minor league system. Anyway, that's all I have to say, and let's move into the standings update for this past week. Starting off like we always do with the AL East, the number one, the Tampa Bay Rays at 70 wins and 45 losses. The Rays still playing good baseball. They're just, they're ahead of the Red Sox by, I think, of four games or six games now, doing really well for themselves. Hitting is awesome. Pitching is awesome for the Rays. They're starting to put it together, and they are the only the second team with 70 wins already. And the other team is, of course, the San Francisco Giants. But the the Rays, though, playing really good baseball. For the rest of the division, number two, the Boston Red Sox at 66 wins and 51 losses. Number three, New York Yankees at 63 wins and 52 losses. Number four, the Toronto Blue Jays at 62 wins and 52 losses. And number five, the Baltimore Orioles at 38 wins and 75 losses. They are the second to get the second round pick or second pick in the draft next year. The Yankees, my pick to win the division. The Yankees are one, I think, half game, maybe two, no, two and a half games behind the Boston Red Sox. They might be a little bit more. The Red Sox will play more games than the Yankees, but the Yankees, though, are making a big push for that division. I mean, they really are. They're starting to pick it up in the dog days of summer and in the dog days of MLB baseball year. And that's the 
great time to pick it up because you're getting towards the end of the season and you are starting to win. Moving on to the AL Central. Number one, my pick to win the division. The Chicago White Sox are at 68 wins and 48 losses. Good job, Tim Anderson. Yeah, again, hitting another walk-off home run. And I mean, I'm just looking at it. The White Sox, Lance Lynn is a Cy Young candidate. Lance Lynn is your next best ace if Carlos Rodon is not there and Carlos Rodon is not there right now. Lance Lynn looks really good. And I'm and hey, I'm just saying this for standards. My pick for the Cy Young and stuff might come true. Looking at the rest of the division. And number two, it's no longer Cleveland. It's the Detroit Tigers, who are number two with 57 wins and 60 losses. Hey, I grant to the Tigers. That's a good year right there. You can get number two in the division, even though you still have losing record. If you can get number two in the division near the end of the year, I mean, that's just, that's good. That's a good year. I mean, credits Tigers. Good job, Tigers. And number three, no longer Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Americans. Ha ha. Got this right. Got it right this time. All right, 55 wins and 58 losses at number four. The Minnesota Twins at 50 wins and 65 losses. And number five, the Kansas City Royals at 49 wins and 64 losses. Again, it's just the White Sox division to lose. They're running away with it. The next best team is 11 and a half games behind them. That is the Tigers. I mean, the Tigers, it would take a miracle for the Tigers to win the division, but it's really the White Sox division to run away with, and they're playing so well. Aloy Jimenez. Got, came back, and he has been a beast. That's just what's going to happen, you know. I mean, really. A, moving on to the AOS, the number one, my pick to win the division. Also, the Houston Astros at 68 wins and 46 losses. The Astros. No one thought they could do it except me. I'm going to say that every time because, honestly, really, I was the only one who expected them to do it. The Astros are playing really, really good. And just hopefully they continue it because at number two, one and a half games behind them is the Oakland Athletics at 67 wins and 48 losses. The Athletics also playing good baseball, trying to catch up to the Astros, trying to get there. And, I mean, really, it just might happen, too, because the Athletics and the Astros are so close in that division. Moving on to the rest of the division, at number three, the Seattle Mariners at 61 wins and 55 losses. Number four, the Los Angeles Angels at 58 wins and 58 losses. And number five, the Texas Rangers at 40 wins and 75 losses. Whoever's going to win the division is going to be the Astros or the A's. I mean, it's going to be between those guys because coming down to the rest of the season, I don't think the Mariners really have a chance that much anymore. The Angels look like they're going to be out of the playoff picture. And the Rangers also, I mean, you can't. It's going to be a miracle for the Rangers to win the division, just like the Tigers to win the division. But it's really going to come down to the Astros and the A's because they're just playing good baseball, and they've been the top two leaders in the division all year. And it's just going to come down to those those two on who's going to win the division. Moving on to the NL East at number one, the Philadelphia Phillies at 60 wins and 55 losses. The Phillies finally have put it together. They're finally winning, and really, they don't, they don't look too bad. I mean, they beat the Dodgers yesterday 2-1, to one, and that that's really good right there. To beat the Dodgers, that's really good. So the, Do- so the Dodgers follow the Phillies. Today, they play the Reds. They're going to be sending out Zach Wheeler. I'll talk about that game a little bit because it is actually on the games to watch today. Um, the Phillies, though, Hitting wise is good. Pitching, their bullpen could get a little bit better. It's just like the Reds, but 
I mean, really, Phillies are just playing good baseball, and it's good because they're leading the division. They might take it. Move on to the rest of the division. Number two, the New York Mets at 59 wins, 55 losses. Number three, the Atlanta Braves, 59 wins, 56 losses. Number four, the Washington Nationals at 50 wins and 65 losses. And at number five, the Miami Marlins with 48 wins and 67 losses. My pick to win the division, the Atlanta Braves at 59 and 56. Braves, you're coming right back up there. They're on a winning record. They're on a winning trajectory. They don't need Ronald Acuna Jr. They got Jorge Soler. They are on a winning trajectory. And they are coming up, and they're coming up very, very quick, and they're making a move. And the Phillies should be scared because leave out the Washington Nationals and the Miami Marlins. You got the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies all fighting for a di- the division-winning spot. And if the Braves can win it, yay, good for me. I got a pick right for the National League. But, again, uh, you know, who, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Moving on to the NL Central at number one, my pick to win the division, the Milwaukee Brewers at 70 wins and 46 losses. They're also another team that has 70 wins. I forgot about them. Brewers, though, they just keep doing it with guys who you'd never heard of. I mean, they just keep winning, and it's very good. I Craig Council is a very good manager. He's very philosophical on his uh, things, on his ways that he does, and he just... The Brewers are just using a bunch of no-name people you don't know, and they're winning, and it's good. I mean, that's what you want to do, and the Brewers are doing it, and they're doing it with a big hammer because the Reds, who are in second place at 62 wins and 54 losses, are eight games behind. And at number three, the St. Louis Cardinals at 58 wins, 56 losses. And number four, the Chicago Cubs at 52 wins, 65 losses. And number five, the Pittsburgh Pirates at 41 wins and 74 losses. The Cincinnati Reds, man, if we had a better bullpen, we could take back 25 of the 54 losses that we had. Yeah, because the bullpen absolutely sucks. We got a bunch of no-names in there. Call up Nick Howard and Darian Moretta already. Moving on to the NL West at number one, the San Francisco Giants at 74 wins and 41 losses. The Giants... Still playing good baseball. Their pitching is doing really well. Anthony DiSclefani is coming back for them. He's coming off the IL after that shoulder injury that he had. And the Giants are the Giants, are the Giants, and are the Giants. And they just play good baseball this year. And really the pick to win the World Series. That's just all you got to say. Moving on to the rest of the division. And number two, Los Angeles Dodgers, 69 wins and 46 losses. 69 wins, 46 losses. Number three, the San Diego Padres, 66 wins, 51 losses. At number four, the Colorado Rockies, 51 wins, 64 losses. Number five, the Cleveland Browns of the league, the Arizona Diamondbacks at 36 wins and 80 losses. My pick to win the division, the Padres sitting still at third. They got a wild card spot. They're probably going to take it from the Reds because that's what happens. I think they're about four games, three and a half games ahead of the of the Reds, and I'm just like, man, come on. Just give us a break. We're having the best season we've had ever, and we're not going to be able to, like, do well in it. Just come on, guys, really. But anyway, the Padres, though, probably are not going to win the division. It looks like it's just going to be the Giants, and, I mean, you just got to leave the Padres out of the picture, and, you know, that's, that's just what happens, and that's what happens with, predictions like especially mine because mine just go wrong all the time best team is the san francisco giants with a 
.643 winning percentage, best team in baseball. And I already talked about him and World Series favorite and all that stuff. Let's move on to the statistics update for this past week. For the statistics update, for batting average, still is Michael Brantley the .332. He's probably going to win the batting crown, batting average crown. Brantley is a guy we still need because he hits for power sometimes. He's He's got like, I don't know, 15 home runs or something like that and, uh, and 60 RBIs. But he hits for average as well. Michael Brantley is someone we need in baseball because they are a good mix. He is a good mixture of batting average hitting and power hitting. He is a very good hitter, .332 batting average, still holding on for the Houston Astros. Hey, that's just that's just good. For home runs, it is still Shohei Otani with 38. He had one more than he did last week. Seems like he's kind of slowing down. He's not hitting as much as he was before the All-Star break. He can still get to that 40 mark. I believe he will. 50 mark, probably not going to happen just because he's slowing down and in the dog days of baseball year. And just Shohei Otani, an MVP favorite, just like the RBI leader, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's got 88. I have no doubt that he will get to 100 by the end of the season. That's only 12 more away. And Vladdy is also an MVP favorite. He's just, it's here between him and Shohei Otani, and it's probably going to be Shohei Otani. I hope it is. Um, not that I don't like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I do, but just, uh, I got three rookie cards to Shohei Otani, and I want them to be, you know, very high priced. Anyway, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., though, 88 RBI is doing really well. Whit Merrifield crosses the 30 base, 30 stolen base mark uh, this past week. He now has 33, four more from last year, from last week. And Whit Merrifield, steal those bases, please. He could possibly get to 40 this year, maybe 45. 50 is probably out of the question, though. But Whit Merrifield, stealing those bases, keep it up, buddy, because we need more steal, base stealers like him. On the pitching side of the statistics, for wins, it will be Kyle Hendricks and Julio Urias, both, again, both with 13. Their records have not changed except for in the loss department since last week. Both of them still lead baseball in wins, um, and just both of them still pitching well. For ERA, it still is Walker Buehler. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was Lance Lynn, actually. Going into the Field of Dreams game, but Lynn gave up like four runs. So his ERA kind of jumped up a little bit. But it's still Walker Bueller. Ha, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because Walker Bueller, he's the NL Cy Young favorite right now. Without Jacob DeGrom there, he is the NL favorite for the Cy Young. And he is doing absolutely well. Doing awesome. Keep it up, Walker. I want to see my prediction right. For K's, for strikeouts, it will be Zach Wheeler with 181. He had passed Derek Cole because Cole went on the COVID list. Wheeler pitching well is also could be a also will be a Cy Young candidate as well as this next guy. For walks, hits, for innings pitchers, I like to call it Whip Max Scherzer with an 0.89. I don't think he's a biggest factor in the Cy Young as other people would be like Freddie Peralta, Walker Bueller, Zach Wheeler. Um, I mean, not uh, he's not a biggest factor, but he still is a big fact. He still is a factor in the Cy Young talk. 
And last but not least, saved Mark Melanson with 34. Please get to 40 this year. I think he will, and it's no doubt that he's probably going to win the reliever of the year. But that is it for the statistics side of it. Let's move on to the games to watch. So here are the games to watch for today. And number one is the Reds, Cincinnati Reds at the Philadelphia Phillies at 7.05 p.m. For the Reds, it'll be Tyler Malley going on for them, who is 9-3 with a 3.78 ERA and 148 Ks. He'll be going up against Cy Young candidate from Philadelphia, Zach Wheeler, who is 10-6 with a 2.21 ERA, and he'll be... And he also had, no, I'm sorry, 2.42 ERA and 181 Ks. That should be a good game to watch. Um, I think it should be a pitching duel. Tyler, Tyler Malley is starting to get very much better. It's just that ERA is kind of confusing a little bit, even though he's got nine wins. Hopefully the Reds offense shows up for him, not like the last time where he pitched on Joe Morgan Day and they didn't. Well, they did, but it was like 3-2. That was close, and that was against the Pirates. I mean, really. Moving on, number two, it will be the Los Angeles Dodgers at the New York Mets at 7.10 p.m. For the Dodgers, it will be Julio Urias, who is 13-3 with 3.41 ERA and 149 Ks. He'll be going up against New York Mets' Tyler McGill, who is 1-2 with a 3.20 ERA and 48 Ks. This should be the Dodgers all the way. It's just a close game because... The Mets are in second place, and the Dodgers are in second place. It's really there wasn't a lot of close, like awe striking games, but the Mets and the Dodgers did catch my eye. Should be a high scoring offensive game. Julio Urias though should be a shutdown for the Dodgers and sh- should shut down the Mets. Hopefully, because I want the Braves to win the division. And at number three, it will be the Toronto Blue Jays at the Seattle Mariners. And if you're still up for this, at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time. For Toronto, it will be Robbie Ray, who is 9-5 with a 2.90 ERA and 159 Ks. He's also a Cy Young candidate. He'll be going up against Seattle's Chris Flexen, who is 10-7 with 3.81 ERA and 82 Ks. Should be a good game. I think Robbie Ray is going to take the win home for the Blue Jays. He's going to pitch well, and the Blue Jays are going to hit well also. Chris Flexen, he could he could make a good flex and get it could make a good flex and actually get the Mariners a win here. But I don't see that happening. I really do see the Blue Jays winning it in a close game. I think its final score would be 5-4 in this one. That is it for this week. I am okay. If Nick Howard gets called up for the Reds within the next couple of days or just within like next week, I am starting the Nick Howard fan club because I honestly should just make an episode about the really, really the career of Nick Howard. It is very, very special, and they should call him up because he he really has had a rough career, and finally he gets to the majors, hopefully sometime. But anyway, thank you for listening. If you like some more baseball content, please subscribe to the podcast, and please, I will keep and I will keep you up to date on everything baseball. And let's see what happens next in week 33.